to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is a bi-weekly, episodic, tokusatsu-related podcast where we're talking about fights and tights. I'm Pat. And I'm Grant. And uh, tonight we have a very special episode. We're not actually uh, talking about a specific show tonight. We have a special guest on to talk with us about a uh, particular topic. Uh, so please welcome to the show uh, the founder of Tokunet, Paula Gatos. Paula? Hello. Welcome. Hey. <laughs> We, we did it we We're did here. it <laughs> <laughs> the real enemy the real enemy is not moon witches folks it's technical issues technical issues <laughs> yeah technical um, issues and adult scheduling <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh tonight we we're talking about a very special topic uh just sort of broadly uh not only we're gonna uh, kind of discuss some of paula's background uh because hers is uh unique compared to most but um <laughs> I mean, you've got a few marks in there that few other people have, we'll put it that way. But uh, we're also going to be talking about how to bring new people into the fandom. So that's a big topic. But Paula, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your history with uh, Fights and Tights. <laughs> I keep forgetting I keep forgetting that that's, your, that's, that's the thing, and it catches me off guard every <laughs> single time. Oh, that was just the thing this week. We have a couple. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, well, it will catch me off guard every time. but um in in my case mine's a little it's kind of i don't know how different it might be but i am a foreign-born american meaning i was born um in another country and and moved here when i was very young so uh i was born in the philippines and so i grew up uh there watching um classic tokusatsu has been i i'm assuming just by proximity something that's been really really um, popular in Asia and Southeast Asia, in particular places like Philippines and Indonesia and mm. Malaysia and, and, and things like that. And so I grew up watching Bioman when that came yeah. out um, in the mid-80s. <laughs> nice. And so I, I have very distinct memories of being shocked and bawling as a little kid when uh, Yellow died. <laughs> And it was just like, no, that that doesn't happen. <laughs> what is this? So it was it was a very distinct memory for me. And um, it was kind of interesting was for as I got older, when I moved to the U.S., I realized that Bioman was quasi dubbed in English, like kind of toglish by Filipino actors. And it wasn't until later when I realized like, oh, huh. <laughs> why does why does Bioman sound like my aunts and my uncles right now? <laughs> so I moved to the U.S. Um, when I was like first and second grade. I was like six, seven years old. And I basically came at the time when Power Rangers came up. And so Power Rangers was my jam, original Mighty Morphin. And so I watched that religiously until uh, Power Rangers in Space. And, and then kind of like grew out of it a while. Like I guess most folks grow up. Um, for just a little bit and realize it's silly to do so um and then around college around 2009 2010 i found um the fan subs for for decker ranger 
and that's basically where I could kind of consider myself like the true start of falling into the fandom proper because I've never joined forums before then I've never been a real big participant in other fandoms maybe like yeah no not even Arashi I got into Arashi after I got into Tokusatsu so it's 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 one of those things where like getting into Decca Ranger and getting into um Tokusatsu was my big real foray into being an active participant in a fandom community online Mm. So I found forums for the first time and I joined one in particular. And then that's when I got to meet um, the future friends and colleagues that I have today and got into podcasting because of that forum. And then I would go on because of those friends and colleagues that I made. That's when we all banded together and started talking about how, oh, I wish we had like one website that really focus on official news and not rumor mongering oh i wish we could make make our own podcast with just us hanging out oh i wish we had a youtube channel oh i wish we did this and then it was one of those things where i just wanted to give my friends a place that they could all hang out mm. and and then i woke up drunk one morning and realized i bought a website and called it the tokusatsu network um <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that got started having done yeah i woke up yes. and i'm all like why does my head hurt so much why is there an empty bottle of soju next to me like what is happening and i look up going oh i made this for my friends like i wanted to give my friends a space mm. i made this for us i made it for them and so that's how tokenet got started because everyone just had a wish list and, I, and i'm like screw it i bought a website I, I have a I have a business plan drafted. I have our introduction <laughs> drafted. And I apparently did a lot in my drunken stupor and created the base of what then would become the Tokusatsu Network. And I was I had that I headed that for four years since two thousand fourteen and I'm really, really happy that it's everybody's resource for official Tokusatsu news and entertainment since then. Um, and it grew from a group of seven people who just wanted a space for themselves and wanted to create something that was accessible and really made it clear that we cover official news and, and we have folks in Japan and it started from seven. And now I believe there's about 20 folks on the staff now, just contributors and podcast hosts. And then I recently stepped down this past year, this earlier Mm -hmm. this year, basically I spent four years there and graduated to focus on my library career, which is, is kind of helps out with um, kind of integrating what I wanted Tokenet to be. That mm. libraries has been something that's been near and dear to my hearts, just personally and career-wise, that Tokenet was something I wanted so that people had a reliable resource. And I'm really happy that it just, it's, it's growing and it's continuing, and the new editor-in-chief, Nicole, is done an amazing job and i and and i really i'm 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 as excited to see tweets from tokunet now just as a reader (laughs) seeing what she's done and i'm I'm completely amazed at everything that she's done so i'm it's got to be a pretty special feeling (laughs) yeah it's it's really special it's really seeing something that like you started one night and you woke up hungover after and then to see it like um growing the way it is four years later is almost five years now is is incredible so that's kind of i think my my biggest 
of my young adult life. That's probably one of my biggest accomplishments. I'm all like, yeah, that, I'm so happy that's there. And, and I'm happy that it's continuing to go on without me as well. And I can just enjoy it and support it the way everybody else can. Sounds like you can retire. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, you're enjoying your retirement. Here. I am. At least the for, old guard. Can I, be, yeah. Can be guard. Yeah. And, awesome. and yeah, and I, I, I've, it's one of those things where I was really, really lucky to find Nicole because, you know, I think as I, I believe another editor in chief that I've grown to, I follow on, uh, on Twitter mentioned that like, you know, when it's my time to go, I want to hand it over to someone who loves this community as much as I do and, and, and grow it much more than it started off as. So it allowed far more openings than I could even thought of both personal wise and career wise as well. So, but yeah, that's, that's how I got into Toku and that's how I remain for, for the most part into Toku. Got in like everybody else and then found the most important Toku website on the net. You know, I mean, just oh, standard. So, yeah. <laughs> Run of the mill. A to B to I mean, we hear this every time. I wish you brought yeah. something new to the table for this. Gosh. I mean, really. I know. Goodness. I'm very boring. It's very Whatever. boring. Yeah. Just, it's fine. I got, know, I, set, you know what? I, I just got started. I'm just trying my best, man. It's just so. <laughs> set up a foundational pillar in the community, and I've seen my work outgrow me so that I don't even have to manage it anymore. But, you know, how are you guys? Same on old. This, same on old. this Wednesday evening. <laughs> I will say, I will say that we have something similar in that we're both not originally born in the U.S., and we both sort of experienced Toku out of it, and then yeah. we're confused a little bit by it coming here because. Uh, my experience is that I was born in Okinawa, Japan, and I had seen Dire Ranger, but didn't realize that mm-hmm. Dire Ranger or, you know, uh, Super Sentai and Power Rangers were separate. Yeah. So even though I had uh, the Megazord toy that we got there when we brought it here, the it was the Dire Ranger crew in the center of the chest, not the Mighty Morphin, and I was very confused when I brought it over to a friend's place. <laughs> Eventually, you know, found the fan subs. Kamen Rider was my route back in, but... Which Kamen Rider? Uh, Kabuto. Oh. Oh, right. I was yeah. like, this is what it's going to be like. And then the next one I watched was Deno. I was like, this is very different. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. love it. I still, I love all of it. Do you find that you gravitate one, like one type? Because it, it's kind of interesting when you're talking about, when people talk about all these various series, like Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, as if they're monolith thing, but mm. their themes are so different and one can <laughs> drastically change from another depending on the year. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's probably one of the most difficult parts of when you think about contributing and talking about Tokusatsu to people who have no, no concept Context. of what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely am drawn more towards Kamen Rider for whatever reason. Like, the, I, I don't know if it's just the, the belts, the getting the powers from the enemy, and then seeing it represented in other other forms of it, like in either reference or tribute. Um, I'm like, that's a Kamen Rider thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. That's yeah. definitely a feeling I've had for a long time before I rediscovered it. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Totally. But I mean, I love Toku overall, and anybody that's into it is awesome. It's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. it's not. I'm not just. I'm not trying to be snooty about it. So. <laughs> oh, here we go again. Common Rider. Common Riders for adults. Sentai is for kids. It's, the... yeah. <laughs> sure. it's all for kids. My God, yeah, it's all about Garo. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Uh, and then grant your route in was through power rangers as well Mm -hmm. yeah no i i i came up on i am that first generation i was but a wee young lad and i saw that first commercial for mighty morphin coming out 
I was hooked because I was like, robots, dinosaurs, kicking, haw. And <laughs> I mean, here we are. <laughs> so, it's 2018, only... get those high kicks. Yeah, and it's one of those <laughs> things where, like, I at some point became aware that there was more. Um, I grew up around military bases, so uh, you always had mm, somebody mm. who's older brother or you know whatever had tapes of something from other countries mm-hmm. and so like we i saw a lot of stuff secondhand and so i became aware at some point like okay no there are, there's like other shows like this and you know kids would come to the playground and say stuff like well there's an orange ranger and you'd be like you know it was this pre-internet days so you'd be like i don't know if they're lying or not i, I don't know <laughs> like they just say things so I, and i knew it was out there and in college i watched a couple episodes but i never really I just, I hated using BitTorrent and all that stuff. It's just kind of like, I didn't always have the best connection. I was mm-hmm. poor. Um, but uh, then in the past couple years, realizing it's all kind of come back because I was like, oh, wait, you can just like, Ultraman was just on Hulu. Just like 66 Ultraman just sitting right there. You can just stream mm-hmm. it. And I was like, whoa, whoa. So like, going to jump in and, uh, you know, here we are. I'm, I'm watching it all now. I mean, I have basically in the past like, to and i've basically only really been like a i guess a modern toku fan quote unquote i like, hate that well but you know what i mean I, like well no no i mean but but i mean like the way people have to classify themselves as like where no. they fall sure sure I'm just, that kind I mean, of that kind of bothers me just a little bit no i mean but i mean like in terms of like how long i've been for a guy who's doing a a, a, a toku podcast i really haven't been watching like full shows which is 100 percent okay right i think that's if sorry i didn't mean to like totally jump in sure sure no and that's Uh, something we're going to talk about too like credentials quote unquote and all that but just like you know i to to, i guess it's a positive message because like i've only been doing i've really only been watching this stuff for about three years like really Mm -hmm. you know and but the passion's there and the access is finally there and i think we're starting to see the floodgates kind of open up like you see it's cracking a lot of yeah it's we're getting there we're really getting there so but still, I'm Power Rangers and Sentai in my heart. I can't change that. That's part of who I am. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. No one should be asking you to. So, um, I guess we'll start at a low point here. But uh, maybe share some experiences where we failed to get other people into Toku. Like, what what we were trying to do and then who it was. And maybe if we have any kind of perception of where it, why it didn't work. And um, Just to demonstrate here. Um, when I was really getting into it was about 2000, I want to say like summer of 2008. So after after my first year of college, I took Kabuto home and I was watching it with my dad. And then I brought it back to school because I was like, hey, I'm really into this now. This is like my thing, guys. I'm like the toku guy, whatever. And I would try to get roommates and other people to into it. I was watching it in the living room like i was just i was just <laughs> really really trying hard it's like Oops, i night, was just watching I this yeah oh oh, oh hey oh, hey you I'm wanted so to sorry. sit down yeah <laughs> it's like when i try to flirt with like the cute guy in like the comic book store it's like oh i'm just picking up this pirate what <laughs> <laughs> it's just here basically yeah yeah so i was romancing romance attempting to romance people <laughs> Romancing through Toku is a totally different podcast. Oh, that's true. You're right. You're right. Um, Listen, I'm launching a new website. (laughs) (laughs) It's speed dating, but with Toku. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. All right. And she uh, found her husband. (laughs) See what you have in common. Uh, I'm going to write that down. That's not bad. We'll talk about that after this one. Um, 
But yeah, I was trying real hard, and I, you know, I had friends that were kind of either like kind of tangential interested. One friend actually went and like watched all of Kabuto, and I was like, "Oh, cool! What do you think?" She was like, "Oh, I really liked it." She got into the characters and stuff, but then like uh, it, it turned out she was really in it just for Kabuto's actor. Um, so I mean, respect. Just, res- I yeah, I was like, I I was like, you know what? You're right. Here, here was oh, here was a dreamboat and. And I get it, and he quit acting, and everybody's heart's broken. Fine, see how it is. No, he came um, back. He was in that one oh, HBO did? show. Yeah. Whoa. He made a okay, guest I'm star gonna... in HBO's Girls. It wasn't the great. The, well, the show itself was okay, but. Interesting. But Good yeah, he, yeah, that, it was it was a it was kind of a ripple in the J drama Hiro Misushima fan clubs. Like, <gasps> he's an Fandom HBO show. Fandom ripples. <laughs> My goodness, there are few forces more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like a lot of the time, I mean, they, most of the time it didn't take, um, anyone who was kind of vaguely interested didn't really keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of, at that point in time, kind of just like, all right, well, this is just the thing I'm going to enjoy and I'm just going to marathon the heck out of everything. Um, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, it's pretty similar to what my biggest quote unquote failure, I guess. I wouldn't even consider it much of a failure, but my... My best friend Tim is a super anime fan. That's it's his jam. He loves gaming. He loves anime, and so mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like every he knew I was super into Tokusatsu, and the nature of our friendship is that I could put on whatever the hell on, and he doesn't care. Same on my end, and we're, mm. we're he's the type of best friend like you could literally just sit in the same room and not talk to each other and have like the best conversation. Mm. if that mm. makes sense like, no, no, you guys no, have no, the I best time yeah. um just being in your own space that's the kind of friend he is and so i figured like as much as like nothing if i would put on uh super sentai or a con rider he's kind of like I, he, there wasn't much reaction to him mm. and so i figured i'm like okay if i'm gonna introduce him to something i garo had just came out and i was 2005 garo kick um, mm. I think that's correct, Mr. 2005. Um, and so I was watching it. He was like, "Whoa, my God, naked lady!" I'm like, "Yeah, it's actually really, <laughs> it's really cool." Just letting you know, it's kind of horrifying, but it's very cool. And Garo, the way Garo was being pitched, one, it was Keita Mamiya, great monsters, great design. It's very adult. Um, and at the time, you know, it was a lot of. Um, you know, Super Sentai and Kamen Rider and Ultraman, they're for, quote, kids. Like, right. <laughs> it's, it's something to kind of get around, which is silly um, to have to caveat to my best friend who he and I watched shonen anime ridiculously. Um, and so it was kind of, like, really interesting to, like, why am I, uh, why was I at the time so concerned that he would find something so kiddish when the anime that we watch are also geared for children you know so it was kind of interesting the way i was thinking about it so i mean i tried to get him into garo he was interested because there was naked ladies in the beginning um (laughs) and how kind of the graphics at the time were really just quite good still um Mm -hmm. and how intense it was and how dark it was literally um and figuratively um but after all he just wasn't sticking and as and I did find that mostly whenever people do see that um, I talk about Power Rangers, I talk about Tokusatsu, I, you mm-hmm. tend to notice the eyes glaze over. Yeah. 
which <laughs> is a daunting experience for anybody who is passionate about X, Y, and Z anything. And so, you know, one of the things that I think that mostly it didn't click was namely just because as much as I can tailor things to someone, you really have to, at the end of the day, and I learned this too, even professional-wise, because as a librarian, part of your job is to recommend things to people. Um, they're going every series, every book, it's reader. So they're going to find it regardless. The best thing that you can just do, and this is probably something I'm going to repeat throughout this episode, the best thing you could do is just hand it to them yeah, and right. let it go. Like, <laughs> mm. you have to leave it up to their hands. And mm. if there if there's something that that's why when that girl who watched all of Kabuto, but only watched it for Hero Mrs. Shima, not really so much the Tokusatsu ap, um, aspect of it, I honestly wouldn't even consider that a failure. She watched the whole thing. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. great. <laughs> Tim didn't even watch any of Garo unless it, I was I was watching it. And after all, even and at the same time, like I was watching repeated episodes that I've seen already, so I wasn't as enthusiastic about it either. Mm. So. Yeah, well, I, th- I, th- I think you're right there. Uh, it's just that in the moment, uh, I was getting into Agito, and I was like, hey, you want to just sit in on this? It's like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I did yeah. my thing. And that I think in the <laughs> moment, it, it was a little bit of a sore spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that sinking, okay. Like, anybody, I think, f- especially for, not to speak for the both of you, but I, for anybody who's into anything that's, quote, obscure or, quote, mm-hmm. different, mm. And growing up at the time frame that we grew up, I think it's a lot better now, just a little bit better now, because sure. literally there's niche is the game now when it comes yeah. to media entertainment, mm-hmm. period. Um, it wasn't like that before. And so all of us are kind of used to and all of us have stories about the time when it doesn't click and when you realize that it doesn't click and you realize how different you are. And that little piece of memory is kind of like what you hold on to. It's like kind of, yeah. it's a little heartbreaking to put it that way, but mm-hmm. I think n- the fact that now it's a little better, it's it's nice to be able to kind of turn around and see it from that perspective. Sure, yeah. From my own experience, in terms of failures, I mean, <laughs> literally every two weeks when I sit down on Blade Licking Thieves and try to convince my, <laughs> my real life friends, every every two weeks I'm like, so I'm watching this toku, you need to watch this toku, and it. I have gotten one of my co-hosts, he tried to watch one episode of Ultraman Orb, mm-hmm. and he got about three minutes in and quit. Oh. And I was like, well, <laughs> with oh. a knife in the gut. Graham, so, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. And of course, when I tell people, you know, hot takes like, hey, actually the majority of Power Rangers is either okay or maybe even great. You're just only thinking about Mighty Morphin. Mm-hmm. People don't want to hear that, you know. Yeah. And it's one of those things. Um, I think anime is still somewhat in the space. Like Paul, like you said, a lot of nerd culture is uh, out in the open now. You know, mm-hmm. geek geek is yesterday's news. I mean, you know, superhero movies make billions of dollars. Yeah. Like it's not even mm. like you know. So and like you said, trying to get. I think it has a little bit of that allure, like you said, because it's like a niche interest. Like it's kind mm-hmm. of, it's something that's different, and you can be like, mm-hmm. "Well, I'm into this weird side yeah. thing that you're not into." <laughs> but it also has that sort of, you know, humans and nerds particularly are very tribalist, like tribalistic. Mm-hmm. Like we <laughs> yeah. we like our little 
We like our little pockets. No. No, we're not. We, al- we always like to have groups that I are... I think they call you know, them podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we always like to have groups that are beneath us. And I think there's also... So, like, we, we like to put down on, like, ugh, I don't watch toku ugh, i don't watch wrestling ugh, i don't watch anime like these you just pick yeah. a subgenre and block it out yeah. but i think part of it is also um a defense mechanism because i've been thinking about this a lot lately just the fact that i mean you want to talk about let's just talk like television music film whatever we kind of live in a content creation golden age and just in terms of like there is so much good content out there mm-hmm. like just in the sense mm. of like you you there it's is overwhelming more overwhelming and it the access to it is easier than ever so we're at this double point where like not only is there a lot of really like top quality stuff out there but it's just you don't even have to try to find it like not forget piracy even like the legal yeah. channels the hurdles are so minimal it's like i have to log into the some sites you don't have to log into you can just click the videos like at shout mm. factory and stuff so i think there's a sort of defense mechanism in that like li- literally there is more than 24 hours of good content produced every day like yep. you could you could never sleep you could spend all your time consuming and you still couldn't catch up you just couldn't do it mm. so <laughs> you know i i know of people and have heard secondhand of people who will do things like they'll watch anime or whatever at like double speed like they'll watch it two times speed or they'll they'll jump forward a couple seconds every now and then just because they can they, they don't want to like they want to consume as fast as possible yeah. like yeah. And I, i'm gonna i'm gonna validate that by uh one sort of recent mutual on twitter uh it was the girl actually the girl who did uh that um she was in that picture the hero academia sort of cosplay shot that we did oh yeah, yeah, at, yeah. at ax she routinely goes and watches all of one piece and i just told her she's insane um, but I, I respect I respect her. <laughs> you're crazy, but that's you're... A, that's impressive. I mean, that's I'm really impressed, impressive. I'm blown away. I will never do that. I'm I sorry. literally yeah, I started... I, I was going to say, I started reading the manga because I knew I would never be able to complete the anime even once. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's impressive. But so, like, we yeah. live in an era where there is just so much, and it's not just so much, like, noise. Like, even just, like, pure signal, pure goodness, there mm. is... There's more than you could ever consume, so I think we sort of defensively block it. Like, you think about, like, oh, hey, you want to get into toku, and what someone hears is, you want to get into this whole other thing. <laughs> you want you want to try on this mm-hmm. whole other thing? And they're, they're mentally, they're just like, no. So they just, they come up yeah. with any excuse. And I, <laughs> yeah. to some degree, I don't blame them. Like, yeah. I mean, I do the same thing. I'm just like, I can't, like, my mind share. Like, there's, you know, to use a corporate buzzword speak, like, there's just not enough, like, cubby holes in there anymore i can't add this whole column there's not enough rooms in my yeah yeah there's not enough room (laughs) in my my mansion that's yeah like not Mm -hmm. i mean it's a mansion it's pretty big has a lot of really good stuff in it but there's only (laughs) so much room i can fit in there and you should visit my mind mansion (laughs) (laughs) excellent dr orpheus Thank you. (laughs) My blue windbreaker. (laughs) I had Taco Bell for lunch. God, I've loved this show so much. Oh, God. And I have no idea what you're talking about. We're talking about Venture Brothers. Pat, are we the 21 and 24 of fandom? We might be. I don't know what that means. I'm going to need to do some fan art later. Paula, to get you into another thing, Venture Bros is really, really. You are good. not seriously. You're not the first person to tell me that. It's and so good. It's it's what this that in particular that idea that there are some people who are just like you know what no I need to pace myself. There is 
I've been reflecting on this, especially for the in the past year, just since I've stepped mm-hmm. down from Toku, because in the past four years when I was um, running Tokenet, it became my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and understandably so. I, I was, I basically, you know, got drunk and started a startup without realizing that I did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I gave myself a part-time job for four years, not realizing that I did it. And, and, and it's one of those things, like, I was definitely in danger of burnout and it's very easy to do so um especially if you do become your own content creator uh for the most part but it's one of those things where it was really difficult to admit to myself after a while that something that really engulfed my entire life for four years was actually just a small Mm. part of who i was and what i was into um tokusatsu is something i was very tangentially into and i made some of my best friends because of it um, but it was in my life 24-7, and it's really, it can be really difficult to um, parse through all of that. And so and I put a lot of pressure in myself and kicked myself way too hard for not knowing details, for not knowing, like, the history of the Kamen Rider and Super Sentai off the top of my head, like some of my friends and my colleagues have, who basically have the brain capacity to do so, because it was, it was more their, their jam than mine. This one specific niche thing. And I know the phrase casual fan is is thrown around like a dirty word. And I really, that's why I kind of like really Mm -hmm. hate that hierarchical feeling. Mm -hmm. When you got into Toku, how interested are you into Toku? Just because you don't know X, Y, and Z fact about Toku. Um, And it really was a lot of pressure, especially since because I was the founder, I am the founder of that site. And it is a site that I run on a regular basis. Um... It was kind of hard to be able to say to people, mm-hmm. like, well, why don't you know this fact off the top of your head? You own this website. And I'm all like, uh, the reason why this website works is because I'm paying attention to things like statistics and logistics and making sure the site is running and budgeting. Right. And that's that's <laughs> the classic nerd test, right? Your random trivial knowledge. That's how you judge the strength yeah. of someone's fist. You just go, well, do you know factoid? And if you don't, then... <sighs> your kung fu is weak like that's just how it goes yeah and you and i i know sadly i get that double fold yeah, because i'm suddenly a woman is. on the internet yep. with opinions <laughs> and so just because i'm wearing like a go ranger t-shirt it's like oh do you know what year off the top of my head go ranger was and i'm all like uh, uh, uh you're not no, a real go ranger fan unless you can name their top five songs <laughs> exactly (laughs) and i'm like just sitting there going i'm sorry you're a commenter and my name's in the credits so i don't not to pounce on like you know what if they're commenting like that Mm -hmm, they weren't a tokenet fan in the first place Mm. that that's kind of like the thing that um so it's really i've been reflecting a lot about especially this past year since i've kind of like stepped down and taking a break Mm -hmm. and and taking a breather for myself is just and getting into other things that are not toku and how that is kind of rejuvenating my love for tokusatsu in the first place like well adventure brothers to your cube yeah it's good stuff but and and it's basically the idea of like all there's literally so much stuff in the world that the way that we start recommending things to folks or the things that have worked the best for me is to be able to just go and people are like, I have no idea what that is. That's your in. I kind of just wait mm-hmm. until people tell me that they're interested in X, Y, and Z. So I guess, I don't know if I'm, if you don't mind me moving on to talking about yeah, let's do the that. experiences let's do that. that succeeded. 
one of the things that I know what was really exciting when I did start Tokenet was that I got because I needed help logistic wise and I was when I started Tokenet I it was really hard for me to create any content myself just because like oh my god I have to schedule like staff meetings and branding and all this stuff and I just couldn't figure it out and I had to keep track of you know the people we bring in and contributors mm-hmm. and make sure they were doing okay that they felt supported and stuff like that and it was really hard for me to do basic logistical stuff and so my other best friend kitty who is uh now currently an amazing twitch stream gamer streamer she was like you know what hey i i have some free time do you want me to be your basically your executive assistant you want me to help you out like scheduling stuff i'm like okay sure and she had never never ever 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 seen a tokusatsu in her life like wow didn't know about it until she met me. Didn't even know about it while I was running Tokenet. And it wasn't until she, she started helping me out with Tokenet that she's like, hey, she's trying to get into the, the general staff conversations and people were getting to know her. And she was like, hey, I'm curious. Let me go. Could we add her to the podcast? Because it would be really, really interesting for to have some, a voice that is completely new, like mm-hmm. the perma newbie. Mm-hmm. Mm. to this to these things because she was basically in a group right. of tokusatsu veterans and it was really nice to see things from her perspective and so because of <laughs> her friendship with me and her just being the uh, gregarious wonderful person that she is she started watching zooger to help us out with the podcast and she <laughs> loved it she loved zooger and then she got she did not like Ninja. <laughs> And so mm. she was she be able she was able to be part of the fandom to a certain degree, just being the permanent newbie because she, it was great being able to explain to someone. And because she would come in and ask questions, it's like, okay, wait a minute. So wait, when the way you transform this way, what does that mean? Why is this part funny? Because I want to know why. Because you guys are so into it. And so she was really engaged in the fandom discourse just by asking questions because something that she was curious about. And so she loves Uoger. She absolutely, um, she loves Fours. Like th- those are her two favorites. Is that means Uoger that she's Fours. a good person. Like, yeah. Automatically. I mean, she already was, but like <laughs> loving loving Fours means you're a good person. That's it. That's all it is. Anybody who hates Fours, I'm all like you. And my demon friend Derek <laughs> need to have a conversation. <laughs> but yeah, no, she. That was, it was one of the things I've been quite happy. Like she is not as. She's not super into the fandom now just because, you know, she's off doing something else. But I call that a success for her just because she was really engaged and more. And she's also a binger. And so the fact that she can binge 50 episodes Mm -hmm. of a series, like 50 episodes is daunting regardless of any series. The fact that she was willing to do that within like just to get to a podcast episode done or or whatever is incredible. And so, yeah, so I gave her a plushy Leo for her birthday from Zooger. I gave her, like, and yeah, so she's, I consider that a big success. That she was, like, I mean, how that worked for one best friend, but it definitely worked for the other one. <laughs> and they're both equally nerdy, and so it's kind of really interesting to see that dynamic <laughs> between the two of them. Um, they're, and she and I can have, like, I'm, right now I'm like, girl, go watch Build with me. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and then now that it's done, she and she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna binge it." <laughs> so I'm not like, "Yay, cry with watch me!" The finale, watch the finales together, like just just make it a make it a thing. Yeah, and so she's very open to at least what I tell, like not what I tell her, but like um, <laughs> she 
she's 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 my best friend. She's not my executive assistant anymore. Um, professional best friend. Yeah, God. she's my professional That's a good best business friend. card. Professional. <laughs> I pay her in hugs <laughs> and coffee oh, and a safe gosh. place in my apartment if she needs to rant. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, yeah. I I loved uh, sort of picturing just now um, the newbie surrounded by veterans. Uh, yeah, yeah, kid, you don't know. You don't know nothing about the ride of wars. And then the Belts superhero I've wars. Seen. And then the superhero wars final. And then the superhero wars generations final. And then Grand Prix? Then... You completely skip Grand Prix? I'm sorry, I just skipped. Yeah, I understand mm. that it was a very traumatic experience. Slam- but... It's when you, you slam your fist against the locker and you go, you wouldn't last three episodes in a decade. And you just storm out and huh? <laughs> Uh, that's a perfect segue, because, uh, yeah, so I, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm a little spoiled here, but my success story was sort of right around the time when we started dating. Uh, I, my then, then girlfriend, uh, was right around when Decade was starting, so I was like, hey, watch the show with me, check this out, I really like this thing. Is this a spoiler right. that she became from girlfriend to wife? Is that what this Yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean, basically, yeah, Got so, it. I mean, uh, but through, throughout, like, sort of early in our things that we were watching on the regular mm-hmm. was like old mm-hmm. Simpsons episodes, Futurama, and then like regularly keeping up with Decade and then Double and then other Toku things. That like, is such an interesting <laughs> show dynamic. It's, yeah, it's it, and it works because it's like, you know, we're, we sort of started off like rattling off Simpsons quotes to each other. Like one of my first memories is her jamming a spoon into my hand and saying like, that's not a knife, <laughs> this is a knife or something. It was great. No judgment, um, but ew. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's that's just what happened. And yeah, so I mean, like we were watching like Cutie Honey the Live, um, the Sailor Moon live action. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of fell off. I'm gonna say like post fours with her. She wasn't. She was like, all right, whatever, do what you want. But now we're like watching Build together, and I want to say this is the best success story because it's like, I mean, she. It's like, hey, you know, new one's up. All right, let's go. And then like, there's actually like a back and forth during the mm. episode. Like she's paying attention, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I definitely have like a cousin inner inner monologue stuff going on, it's not in the, not in a creepy way. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's not creepy because she allows it, but you know, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> I guess uh, for my own success stories, I don't really have a. I have a, a I don't know, three or four. I want to say that there are Twitter mutuals of mine, and I won't get into specifics and names there, but um, I thank thank the lord for the toku gifts account on twitter because not only do i just love seeing it oh, and retweeting yeah. it or making comments about it but like i'm constantly putting that in Bless my feed it. or i'm constantly Bless doing it. like my reaction threads and stuff and multiple people have come to me and said hey i want to start common rider because i saw your thread hey i want to start i want to start ultraman because i saw your thread where nice. should i start so in a way it yeah like in a way like it That's feels really amazing. special to be like i'm kind of like proselytizing it a little bit so i don't i don't know these people face to face but you know, just mutuals that have started, and then they they take off, and they realize like, wow, this guy hasn't seen as much, but I can spend all of my, you know, I got a mortgage, I got jobs, like I I can't watch as much as I'd like, yeah. so I have a couple wrecks, and then those baby birds leave the nest, and they just soar, they just they take off. So I'm just so excited by that, and just seeing yeah. seeing it grow because people, I I think the those of us who are you know very online, so to speak, uh, are realizing that actually you know people are starting to see like, wait, actually Toku is amazing, like it is everything that i want in television so they they mm. they grapple yeah. on they're like how can this mm-hmm. three second loop have so much in it and you're like you don't yeah like Be the coolest like, thing in the world know. or like just 
I, I keep, I keep like, I'm my hope currently is I'll get to watch Amazon Riders, and hopefully that'll be. I know my co-host want a little bit darker, so maybe I can watch that and then recommend that to them, and then slowly get them over oh. to the the bright and the campy and the ridiculous that I really want them to be on. <laughs> First of all, the fact that we have Amazon mm-hmm. Riders in official yeah. Amazon Prime Video it's... is ridiculous. Like Absurd. ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's <laughs> it's a new world. It's a whole new ball game. It really is. So, it it really mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where like you kind of just sit back and go, where do you, where do you start by explaining how incredible this is if you've been in the fandom for so long? Mm-hmm. Even just playing anime and manga folks who literally have an option, various streaming site option, all legal, all supportive, mm-hmm. all simulcast. Is amazing. The the even animes, you know, Toku Vandoms maybe where anime was. I mean, decades ago in terms of access like that, we're just now starting to see. Yeah. Like, okay, some of the biggest properties on the planet yeah. you can stream, like <laughs> you know, like finally. I yeah. mean, like mm-hmm. Ultraman, yeah, and, yeah. And Common Rider, yeah. Like these these things are these aren't just like oh a couple of nerds in Japan like it. Like these are you know phenomenons in an entire hemisphere, and yet. If you ask someone, they would yeah. know. They would know. Most people would be like, "I don't even know who that is." I mean, who cares, right? You know. So the fact that we're only just now <laughs> seeing it is just incredible. But thank goodness that we are. Like finally, like we're starting to see cracks in that wall. So, and yeah, it's basically it's it's the cracks that. Ha! Ma- <laughs> I never thought I'd say this out loud. It's the cracks that make me hopeful. Ha! <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a sentence I said out loud. Uh, and but it and it's also. It's one of those things where when you were talking about you have Twitter mutuals who would see your threads and and reactions and which is basically mm-hmm. your personal recommendation. Kind of how I was kind of explaining that because I wasn't excited or wasn't basically as into something at when I was watching Gara with Tim, my best friend, um, he wasn't picking up on my energy either. So it's a lot of those things where when you the most successful I've found, even from a, a library professional's point of view, people can make lists more and more as librarians have this thing where like lists are starting to like it's not helping a lot when just librarians just give you a whole list of stuff and it's completely um, it's not personable. It's just an empty list of things. If there's like no excitement behind what you're talking about and no enthusiasm behind what you're talking about it's not going to stick, at least not as well as you would like it to. And so when you were talking, when you were talking about people reacting to your threads and getting into it on their own and then flying off and like really, you know, attaching themselves to something that you just happen to like make a thread about, that's pretty much on the same par as the most successes that I had of people getting into Toku, at least being excited and cur- or just even curious, period, about Tokusatsu, is how excited and how enthusiastic I am when talking about something like this. Because if nothing else, people are picking up what you're saying and how cool that you think it is. Yeah, and I think that the specifically now it feels like we're on the cusp of something great just because mm-hmm. of that legal access. Like, I think, you know, I, I heard something said about iTunes years ago and sort of the death of Napster and all these sorts of things. But one of the something I heard that I thought was an interesting quote was that 
iTunes, and obviously this is a different scenario, but that iTunes proved that easy beats free. That mm. yeah. that just because yeah. something is free doesn't necessarily mean that it is easy to access or painless. Mm-hmm. Like people will pay a little, or people will use official channels if it's easier than the illegitimate way. And for years and years and years, you know, it's like, well, you got to get on Bentor, you got to you got to download this other app. You got you know, oh. like there's there's you got to know which like link to click, which one to click, which places to trust. You got to know <laughs> you got to know which subs to use because there everybody has their opinions. Like you know, God forbid, I was using. You know, you know, I was using TV Nihon for a while. I got so much flack for that when I was watching Forza. People were like, how are you using TV Nihon? You've got to use... And people, you know, like... Yeah, the snobbery of There's all thing. these yeah. invisible mm-hmm. barriers that a new person doesn't know. But if you're just like, look, just go to this site. Watch it legally right here. You know, you're good. Like, that is... Ta-da. Like, that, even, <laughs> even if their first few experiences are easy and positive like that. Like, just go on Crunchyroll mm-hmm. and watch the first Ultraman that pops up. Like... As long as that's easy, if you can get those, if they, if they can lay down roots, they'll be willing to jump mm-hmm. over if they have to. Again, we, we keep praying that legal options become the norm. Like, I would one day like to just say, hey, Pat, yeah. let's just go stream the latest Lupin Ranger vs. Pat Ranger off this website because it's free and legal as opposed to, you know, the things that we have to do. Cool. So, mm-hmm. like, I think as long as those early experiences are good, they'll be, they'll be willing to stick around. But if you throw up, like, yeah. okay, here's the 10-step method to watching this thing like it's they're gonna be like i don't want a recipe like i can just click and watch anime you know and like yeah it's like when you compare it when you say okay well it's kind of like it's kind of like anime but it's also kind of like uh your favorite like ridiculous spider-man comic and if you start using all the, the few like data points that are similar people are gonna go mm-hmm. well why don't i just watch or read those things because they're easier mm-hmm. to get to why do i need to work hard for a thing that's like it and like sense. so the more the more these like streaming and physical media options become like that is like that is where we really need to be putting our effort i think as a community and we need to lift up those things because like it helps get more people into fandom and like it's not necessarily our job but we you know a rising tide lifts all boats we all benefit when these things do well so yeah and we also all benefit by getting more people into fandom mm-hmm. because if it fandom can't exist in a bubble you want new people to get into this you want people to get started getting into this being an elitist or kind of a jerk about it and judging them by how they get into it is not going to impel them to stay mm-hmm. because they're going to it's basically grab people more by honey instead of something like that i don't know english idioms <laughs> <laughs> you catch more flies with honey than with Vinegar. Yeah. Um, is that is? That's, that's a weird. That's a weird saying. Just gonna, uh, gonna come um, over here and get a scoop of honey. Oh my god! There are so many flies. <laughs> everywhere. So many flies. I should have just had vinegar. There's so many <laughs> disgusting flies in it. Vinegar is a disinfectant. Um. That's it, anyway. It, yeah. But it's yeah. You want to be able to kind of pad that positive experience, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, that positive experience has to come from you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you're if you are going to be talking about something that's really niche, you have to acknowledge first that there's a lot of niche things. There's just even before niche was a thing and in terms of media consumption, there's just going to be a lot of things in the world um, to know. And so you can't treat folks who come into your uh, I guess I'm going to get super let me put my librarian hat on. You can't treat people who come into the the reference desk of a library being snobby that they don't know where something is mm-hmm. right right 
Yeah. Um, and sometimes their first question is always not going to be the real question. And so it's it's one of those things where like you kind of have to do um, a recommender's version of a reference interview, in which case somebody comes up to you going, hey, I'm like super into Common Rider or that gif that you put up. It looks really cool and awesome. Like, where do I find this show? And first of all, it's like, oh, do you like, well, what are you into? Um, they answer. <laughs> You tailor things to what they're doing, or you tailor things to what they have, one, what they have access to, what they're into in their fir- in the first place, and and you do so in a way that's not judgmental, just of what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's basically you creating a positive experience. So one, they may not come back to you in particular, but they at least feel comfortable doing so, and comfortable to go find it on their own. So all you're really doing when it comes to people, you know, getting hearing about Togo for the first time or hearing about anything you're into for the first time is make them unafraid to reach out on their own and and create a positive experience for them. You're basically customer servicing them mm-hmm. because you're the one with the knowledge and responsibility for the most part because they're approaching you. They trust you enough to approach you and to ask you about X, Y, and Z, in this case, Tokusatsu. So create that positive experience for them as best as possible and don't take it personally if they don't get into the particular thing that you're into right that's probably the best thing you could do just as a person who recommends these things and something as niche as this is be as excited about like oh hey you didn't know about that that's awesome let me i can't wait to show this to you Mm -hmm. like i think you'd be really into this as opposed to oh you didn't know about that why didn't you know about that it's stupid Mm. that you didn't know about that Oh, that's a really bad fan sub. Don't read like, or even the fact that like, don't get into fan subs. Like, that's just bad. I'm like, ask them first what they have, what they're accessible. Right. Like how they're into things, um, or, or necessarily in the case, but the whole overarching thing is just like make this a positive experience for people who get into fandom, and because you want it to grow, it has to grow in order to stay profitable to the companies to keep incentive for the company to keep making these things as well as fandom will die and interest will die if there's no new people getting into it so yeah the elitism should just be gone fresh blood is so important even you know taking even taking money out of the equation fresh blood is so important and exciting Mm -hmm. i mean i again i'm reading one piece right now and half the so i guess i should say that so many people comment all the time and they tell me like because i'm reading it i i had know nothing about one piece going in like i'm only in like the first quarter of the manga right now and people were telling mm-hmm. me like it's so much fun to see you live this for the first time because it takes me mm-hmm. back to when i lived it for the first time or it mm-hmm. made me go back and reread or rewatch just to experience it again and go oh i remember this and oh i remember where i was in mm-hmm. my life when i saw this and like that yeah. for me like people sharing their experiences with it or they'll say like you know i mean at the time there was you know the the, the there were scanlations out with the different tra- you know different names so there's this like in joke with it and like all these little things that i would never know you know as a first timer but just like sort of publicly sharing my first time through something like having people sort of congregate like it's it energizes people like it's really fun mm-hmm. to see people visit things that you love and i know that's exactly what happened with kitty that's why she was such a great addition to that podcast for tokenet just because yeah because she got to ask questions mm. and 
be excited and we got to go oh my god and being able to see it from a new perspective's mm-hmm. eyes and be re-energized to watch these things mm-hmm. it's like it, it's the transition from from being the kid that opens the present on christmas morning to seeing someone open a present on christmas morning right it's yeah. the you're, you're on the other side of it and you're like this is almost more exciting because i can't wait to see their face when they get to like certain point or certain like ah you know it, it builds up so mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I That's would a perfect way to put it. The only thing I would add to what Paula said about you know bringing people in or how we can do things differently. I think this is something that I also need to do sometimes. But I have had the most success with people who have approached me because um, like I, my first you know when when someone says hey I'm wanting to get into Toku your first thing is like my first thought is like open up the box of my faves and like let me tell you about my, yeah. let me tell you about my Pokemans like I just want to tell you about yeah. all my favorites <laughs> because someone wants to talk with me. But I think maybe the first thing to do mm-hmm. is take a step back and go okay, you know, what made you even ask? Or when you look at, if you Google Common Rider or Super Sentai and you look through the images or whatever, like, what sta- what grabs you? Like, what stands out? What looks out? cool to you? Like, what, what looks neat? And I'll do what I can to help you get into that. Like, let's just go with where your mm-hmm. interests are. Or if I say, like, oh, you know, time travel or dinosaurs or, you know, if I throw out some thematics, like, which of those sound interesting to you? And maybe I can help you find something there. And then once they're in, Okay, now I can unload my faves on you. But I fear I feel like we become that that person that just is like yeah. and we just like just yeah. just try to we try to like distill Just from a professional standpoint, you never want to do that yeah. to anybody who comes and asks you. I I I remember very clearly this one this one kid when I was working at a public library who was she was super sad that she couldn't she couldn't find any superheroes. That wasn't Wonder Woman or DC or Batgirl. She's like, I already read all those people. Like, I don't, I, whatever, I don't like them. And I don't like princesses. I want superheroes that are girls. Lo and behold, we had Power Rangers Samurai graphic novels for mm-hmm. kids. And I was all like, let me show you something. And she loved it. Like, loved Yellow Ranger, loved Pink Ranger. Um, the fact that they were heroes. And they were kicking ass. And as much as he's like, yeah, they're part of a team and it's great. And so it was really nice um, to be able to, again, you're you're tailoring something to their needs and what they approached you for. Mm-hmm. And you're not just spewing things that are completely foreign to them, in which case you're you're basically recommending things from your perspective rather than tailoring something to fit their perspective. So that they have an attachment to something that fits them. So it's one of those things where we, I guess, personally, us as recommenders or ambassadors to the stuff that we'd love have to understand that, like, after a while, it's not going to be, it's, it's not, it's not about us. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. If somebody comes up to you and asks, like, hey, that thing looks really cool. I want to get to know that because they're approaching you for that reason. It's like, I'm approaching you because I think you're cool. I think that what you're into is really cool. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to take that away from them and just go like, hey, yeah, you're ex- they're excited about it because you're excited about it. And so you want them to be part of that experience as opposed to just throwing at something and then walking away. You want to make you want to be able to incorporate them in that experience as opposed to just making them carry that experience if that makes sense yeah no it totally makes sense like we we want them to carry the torch we don't, like we don't want to mm-hmm. just show them like our passion we want them to build their own passion for it and keep going yeah yeah so be a little like i think 
to be a little bit more kinder to the people <laughs> who approach you, even if they completely don't get it. So, and it, 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 that's probably the best way you can be the ambassadorship of something so niche and so interesting as, mm-hmm. as Tokusatsu. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, yeah. So what about, uh, how do we feel about the Toei, like what, what the big companies, your Toeis and Super Eyes and Sabans can do to reach more people? You know, we're, we're... I think one of the things we have to keep in mind for them is that, at least from their perspective, it's a copyright dance. Mm. And, yeah. and and us as consumers and us as fans of these things, we have to understand that that's where it comes down first, at least because it's a not only a copyright dance from just U.S. perspective, but a copyright dance across nations with completely different attitudes about copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Japan in particular is is it's always gonna it's it's one of those things where we as consumers have to kind of understand that just a little bit um, and keep that in mind first and foremost, especially when you talk about history of Superaya and what they had to go through for the past decade or, or so, and and it's understandable that live action Japanese entertainment overall has a few more hurdles to jump before it be- becomes a little bit more accessible. Like, Korean drama became much more accessible to the U.S. faster than Japanese drama mm. that is outside of Japan, or outside of uh, uh, Hawaii, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't, like, a large group of uh, Japanese-American communities. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's still, it's, there's, there's, a, there's, yeah, there's still a, a few more, like, hurdles to jump so to speak so like that being said saban before they relinquished their copyright to hasbro for power rangers and did an incredible thing by providing some of that copyright to shout factory i mean i'm not sure what's going on with saban's other tokusatsu series holdings but it kind of teased out the possibility that um saban as they're going through their relinquishment shout can also add spielbahn middleder shider all the b all the b fighter like basically but Saban was like hoarding that copyright mm. for their own purposes, <laughs> so that they didn't develop it. And so, you know, it's one of those things where you have to kind of keep that in mind that there's that copyright dance. Not so much struggle. I don't want to really call it a struggle because, right. you know, everything is. But it's a dance. Um, it, there's some things that we have to keep that in mind, and the fact that Subaru just what barely won their just won their copyright fight. Um, with Chayo and all that mm-hmm. stuff that even Token Tokenet themselves had, was kind of caught in because um, I guess I can talk about this now that I'm not working there anymore but there was an article that I got that uh, we were unable to get access to Subaraya officially from Japan's per- perspective um, because we may have mentioned Chayo in our article just explaining what happened mm-hmm. and explaining and and attending an event that child was holding in the u.s but not so much encouraging it but just saying like hey this happened and it's kind of weird and i had to explain what happened uh and we had to make that a patron exclusive article on patreon instead because Subaraya in japan was so paranoid mm. that they didn't give us access because we covered child Jeez. Wow. So it's a dance. And so like Subaraya could continue the the new uh Ultraman show, RB. The fact that they just got their copyright fight back and I'm sure things have changed now, um in terms of access this year, is it's it's interesting because we have R and B airing every week in YouTube to make it accessible, but 
it ha- but the fan subbing part has to be provided by fan subbers by the caption submissions that YouTube makes. So and RMB RB uh uh is the first time they're not Samuel casting with Crunchyroll, and Crunchyroll right. was what is what made okay. Ultraman as accessible as it was in the, mm-hmm. at least in recent years. And I'm not sure whether or not RB is there's any not video on yeah video on demand um, that's still on Super Eye's channel for RB. I can't I can't remember off the top of my head if they still have it or if they take it down every week because it's still airing. Mm. Unlike all the Ultraman series in on Crunchy. It's all still there. So it's one of those things where in my biggest wish list, Toei Tsuburaya Hasbro would make these things accessible on demand through various streaming services and probably most of them through Crunchy, namely just because Crunchy already has a built-in audience for Japanese entertainment. That's, that's for me personally, that might be a thing mm. and so japanese networks should and and it's not just a toei Subaraya production side responsibility it's also a channel network japanese network side responsibility because japanese work should just like um mbc shows are have like an agreement with hulu to show things samuelcast mm-hmm. and then we'll show an entire like the whole series behind on like say another stream like uh, netflix that kind of thing or nbc or cbs at this in this particular case are starting to have their own streaming sites just by their own channels for their own shows so it, you're, we're not we don't really just have to look at the production side the toei subaraya like side of things we also have to take a look at the network side of things as well so i think yeah, Japanese. What did I write down in my notes? Japanese networks should continue to utilize streaming in the same sense as anime streaming for their live action shows. Kind of the same way of what happened with Common Rider Amazon streaming on Amazon Prime. That makes sense. It, Amazon's was exclusive to Amazon Japan, and so it would be it's it makes sense that we'll get it in Prime for the U.S. So J dramas that were like exclusive to like a channel like HBO. Like, in my case, Miss Sherlock, I would love to see it on HBO in the U.S. HBO exists in other places. And so, Anisong Live is simulcast on Crunchyroll, as well as Ultraman for a time, which is incredible. And more and more Japanese shows, I believe, should be streamed on, I mean, they're they're being streamed now on Netflix and Amazon Prime as well, like Terrace House, uh, Goodnight Call, those, those Japanese, those J-drama shows. Um, that's being streamed on Netflix now as much as like anime shows are are almost often Fuji television network shows so mm. it's not just Toei and Subarai that need to do some lifting in terms of that copyright dance to make these shows available the ne- studios and networks should expand their international streaming distribution as well particularly TV Asahi because that's where superhero time is aired right right and so, and I believe Ultraman is not on TV Asahi. I believe that's TV Tokyo, which TV Tokyo in particular, that network, that TV, that channel, so to speak, uh, specializes in anime in particular, which is why we get Ultraman Samuel cast on Crunchy as well. So Subaraya not only did the, they, there's basically two companies that did heavy lifting 
when it came to those Samuel casts. It's uh, Tsuburaya themselves and TV Tokyo themselves that made it available for Crunchy to have them. Oh, so I, I I think that they that's something to also keep in mind as well. Like it's not just the production companies that put these shows out. You have to talk. You have to think about it as as network mm-hmm. as well. And a lot of the folks who are advocating and co- doing coverage of these things because you know the fandom is there. Like me as when I was still working with Tokenet, a lot of and anytime I get to interview like writers and voice actors and and uh, that's coming to anime show or coming to conventions like anime expo or um i haven't been to crunchyroll expo but the idea a lot of writers for anime are also writers for tokusatsu or got their start writing also for tokusatsu there's a lot of like cross sections there the fact that you even bring up tokusatsu to any of those writers they are still very surprised that there is a fan base for that here in the u.s and I think the best way that people who are in uh, anime and entertainment journalism, specifically for Japanese entertainment, the best thing that they can do is also kind of reach out and keep that in mind and, and continue to cover it. So that is viewable and accessible and connecting with not only production companies, but also networks and the best way to do that is to kind of support and watch things like Amazon's on the actual channel that they're meant to be streamed on. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, that I believe that's like a super long explanation. Mm. But it's good. I mean, it's I've been very thinking about thorough. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about that a lot. Mm. Well, you had a lot of time to think about it. Yeah, because I had to take a look to see like if if basically if my theory was correct, whether or not why we got so much J drama and. Uh, Ultraman on Crunchy, but not say Netflix. That's because mm-hmm. they were on two different networks. Mm-hmm. One was TV Tokyo, the other one was uh, Fuji Television. Isn't it the case that uh, Netflix has a lot of the Common Rider stuff on Netflix Japan? Like, I think you yeah. have the license for it there. But, yeah. Like, and then I guess if you have a VPN, you could probably access it. Yeah, they do. So it's again, it's a network. I, I think it's not it's not just the Toei thing or not mm-hmm. just the Bandai thing. It's a network thing, too. Makes sense. So, yeah, that's that's probably like the thorough nerdy. <laughs> that's as nerdy as I get when it comes to copyright dancing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do we want to hit that? Uh, I, I mean, I'm like, I, I don't uh, I don't want to cut short, but I know that we are a little bit at the edge of our time. Yeah. Here. Um, I talk so a lot. We'll... No, no, no. You, you covered it. I don't know what necessarily I could add besides agreeing with you on it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I had a comment that I was saving um, that it kind of got lost. Sorry. Uh, that, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, this is just like a stupid thing I wanted to say. Is that Grant, with your, uh, I think you've confirmed that you're a digital influencer. Oh, uh, God. By, uh, uh, I believe they call by, me uh, oh. I'm a tastemaker. A trendsetter. Uh. <laughs> Hashtag <bye>. a connoisseur. <laughs> a commonoisseur. <laughs> I don't want to watch that show. Sometimes oh, I skip no. the latest common writer, but I definitely don't want to watch Commonosaur. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my jam. Oh, dear. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. you know uh, assuming a level of interest and then how we recommend things to other people that's that's kind of that's no you have to gauge what kind of show fits the watcher that you're recommending uh-huh, it to and uh-huh. that's just that's just i think that's what me. the point of, i think that's what the point of the show is i think we gotta we have to stick it out and see where this plot and plot of this is going 
But I think we had a question that we should, uh, from our, our... Yes, we do. Our good friend. So, uh, from our good buddy, Bihali Bebop, they asked us... Uh, oh no. <laughs> um, well, I, I believe um, if you were to recommend one one show from each franchise, so mm. Metal Heroes, Super, uh, Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, what show would you recommend from each franchise that would be helpful for a newbie? Mm. Which I, I, I tend to, when people ask me that, I was like, well, what would you recommend to a newbie just straight up? It's kind of, I kind of cop out and go, well, what are you into? Yeah. <laughs> is, is kind of the, the thing. Because, you know, I really do believe, I very much, this is the one library thing I kind of hold on to dear life for. It's like every show it's watcher. There's absolutely no way to convert by force. If someone mm. does not seem to be benefit from enjoying something, you never know what experience may sully that piece of media that you force them to watch. So you always right. want to give folks the best experience possible when you're making suggestions. So tailor it to their likes. You never want to overload them. Give them what they're already interesting, interested in in the best quality they can and in the best way that they themselves have access to. Um, access is also a really big thing. So just you have to be able to tailor it to what they access to. So um, people are always going to like what they like. And sometimes our zealousness in telling people more about Tokusatsu, we forget that we love these. We love this thing because it's fun. Right. And we need mm. to bring bring that experience to our friends and our you know followers and colleagues um, whenever we're recommending anything. So a lot of the times... A lot of the stuff that I tend to recommend in terms of newbie shows is stuff that I personally, yes, I do personally enjoy, but namely in that it's silly, it's fun, it's probably the going in cold, the best example of what I could give it because it's fun and you have to understand that it starts from fun. So. I'm going to follow up with a, a betrayal of your uh, recommendation on not forcing people to do it <gasps> um, because I posit that my sister would really, really like the shows. And I think she does whenever I'm home and we're watching it, mm -hmm. but she just, just doesn't set aside the time for it. Uh, so in a way, I'm forcing her with this. But she asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I said, don't buy me anything. Instead, please watch, uh, just watch 10 episodes of the new series of, of Geo as it's coming out and discuss it with me every week. And she was like, are you kidding me with this? And she, I said, yes, that's what I want. You gave her a quest for <laughs> I gave her birthday. a quest I for got it. birthday. Yeah. And she's like, all right, yeah, okay, I trust you on this. I was like, oh, I think it'll be 12 episodes. She's like, uh, yeah, 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 it's fine. It's fine. We'll do it. We'll do this. So, um, Give them the first arc. Also, what's a really good example of recommending things to somebody? Hmm. The first episode may not always be the best episode to start them on. Right, right. That is true. Like it's ten, yeah, ten episodes they, to heat up a little bit, right? Yeah, I think, uh, well, the best example for me, even though it's not Tokusatsu related, was I remember I was getting into Fairy Tale, the anime, for the first time. And the first arc is kind of boring. And so I just started them from the second arc when I was I was basically just sitting and hanging out with Kitty. And it's like, hey, I just saw this anime. I thought it was really funny. You mind if, like, I just started here? I didn't even, I knew I've watched the episode before, but I felt like if I just started, like, where it's most exciting... Because, again, because some, some of these shows, a lot of these shows are specifically made for kids, they do a lot of recapping. Mm. So, especially in the beginning arcs anyway. So you get the spiel about what's going on, mm. even if you start the mid, like, second arc instead of first. There's another thing to kind of keep in mind. So it might, it might alleviate some of that, forcing them to, like, slog through the, how do parts. we do this for 50 episodes? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And again, 50 episodes is a lot, so you yeah. also have to temper it that way. So I'm just going to go ahead and put my cards on the table, and I'm coming out with recommendations. So here we go. So for the big three, that's what we'll focus on, at least the big three in my opinion, because that's you know Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, Ultraman. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So hmm. uh, Ultraman, I'm going to say uh, go with Orb, um, just because I feel like Orb has... Um, uh, it has just one. I mean, it, even though I like G, the I like a lot of the modern ultras and a lot of the classic ultras like Seven and so on. Mm-hmm. The it has the modern sort of like combo form gimmick, whereas G has two ultras to keep track of, or at least just has one. So you just look like he is guy is the Ultraman, and I will see what he is up to. Uh, and you because of the like the merging ultra powers gimmick, you get to see a lot of classic designs. But you don't actually have to know who they are or what they do because they are just like part of making up like what his suit looks like and what his powers are. And you don't have to know anything about Ultraman to get into that series. But you get to see a lot of old suits. And Ultra is one of my favorite things about Ultra is the consist. I mean, I guess you could call it reusing, and it is. But using classic monster designs constantly and always bringing them back. And they always bring in new ones too. But like there's a there's a, a sense of continuity in Ultra just like... Every time you see Redmond come out, or you see King Joe, or whatever, like you see these classic kaiju again and again and again. And with Orb, you also get to see classic Ultra suits, and that's I think really important to Ultra because they they do that more than just a team up episode. For Common Rider, I'm gonna recommend Common Rider Forze because Common Rider Forze is the best, and because <laughs> it it exists in a space that you think most superhero fiction exists in, kids getting powers nice. and they're in school Good pun. right yeah it, it exists in this this wonderful realm of like oh kids going to school and they get powers right like that's a and it's got a very like 50s americana feel so that's going to be very relatable for you know most people in the u.s who are recommending like oh these guys that's like that's the jock and that's the cheerleader like those are very recognizable archetypes and forze has such heart forze's spirit is amazing i mean just you know we all scream uchukita when when the time comes like you just can't gintaro's objective is to befriend everyone at school and 50 episodes later he has befriended spoiler alert he befriends everyone at school and it's just so precious and wonderful and also has really great fights and good monster designs and so on and so on and so on. and then for super sentai i would recommend basically this is the only one that's like a variable i would recommend if you have seen a Power Rangers season, especially one that you're fond of from when you're a kid, watch that one. Just watch the corresponding Sentai. And if you have no experience with Power Rangers, just watch Zoo Ranger because you probably know who the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are through osmosis. Like you just, you know the suits. You know there's like a witch or something in a garbage can. Like you've probably picked up a couple of <laughs> things that exist, and like you're like, oh, these are like they're like high schoolers or something, right? It's like Saved by the Bell with ninjas or whatever. Like you probably know just through the cultural osmosis, like what Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is supposed to be. And Zoo Ranger is so not that. It is so just like the opposite of that. You know, ancient warrior dinosaur spirits fighting literally Satan and moon witches and. You know, there's one where there's a fairy like, tale. Yeah, it's this. It's completely, completely different than the Power Rangers material, and so you will just, just by knowing, like, well, I guess I kind of know what Power Rangers is. You'll be like, wow, Sentai is nothing like Power Rangers. It's something totally different. So I think the culture shock there alone is worth it. <laughs> Those are mine. Fantastic. A witch in a garbage can is something else I'm going to have to draw. Yeah. <laughs> She's amazing. She just lives in that garbage can for ten thousand years. I love I love time in Power Rangers. I love when Power Rangers writers put 
time like spaces of time in their writing because i don't think they understand like how long these time periods are like in dino charge for example sledge is hanging out in orbit for 65 million years <laughs> it's like it's like look i know that, that you're just like oh he was around when the dinosaurs around but i don't think you guys realize how long 65 million years is and what that would do to someone's psyche living in a confined space for 65 like just what kind of creature eventually could... cars went to sleep yeah. <laughs> so anyway oh it's beautiful um so you all return with your either identical or lesser answers to that question i'm throwing the gauntlet down <laughs> gee Oh, are you turning to me now? Is my turn? Sure. Your pet. Go ahead. Uh, Grab the mic. Well, <laughs> uh, usually for Sentai, it's really easy for me to recommend Deca Ranger because, or Shinkenger, actually. Yeah, it's like the, the top three, at least for Sentai, is Deca, Shinkenger, and Zuoger. Um, Deca and Shin, well, all three, na- namely just because they have the most straightforward plot. And still at, and all of them are still kind of at that cusp of quote good special effects, but not so good special effects that it ruins everything else. <laughs> um, it kind of has that balance because I know there are some folks who are like uh, the special effects did not hold up, and I'm like okay, stop. <laughs> um, but I feel like Deca, Shinkendra, and Zuoger kind of get that. Zuoger is kind of back and forth on whether I recommend it to new folks. Namely just because people are saying that it's formulaic, but what I like about Zuoger is that it's it it is formulaic, but it's honestly the best example of formulaic. Like you get the formula quick with all three with those three Super Sentai shows. Because they're really straightforward. Um there's no surprise in terms of like they're they're not outliers to their formula or their format so to speak they are probably the most straightforward super sentai shows um best friends saving the world and inter team conflict um but in the best way mm. and for zuoger in particular was that because it came before q ranger and q ranger is such a big outlier being not only a big team anniversary show new production team and all that mm. zuoger was honestly the best that he can do within the formula and within its budget they were able to reuse suits in probably the best way i've ever seen um so i tend to recommend one of those three depending on the person who asked me um for writer it is i'm i almost always recommend forze and i almost almost recommend double for the same exact reasons they're probably the most straightforward insular plots and still kind of like nice examples of what the format of this kind of show is 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 into or is good at and same thing with for ultra it's x orban geed and or Jeed, rather mm. namely for accessibility sake because they're the ones that they're the modern ultras that is on crunchy so if, so if somebody already has a crunchy account they're there and same thing straightforward plot very insular um, super accessible, and for me, the best one out of the three of those for Ultra might might be G, just because the plot itself is really I don't want to say simplistic because um, but it's it's an archetype that people are familiar with. It's a kid with a terrible dad <laughs> who's just trying to find his identity outside of what people assume he is, 
And what I like about it that is that even though you could watch it without going back to, to watch all the Zero movies and to explain who Belial is and, and stuff like that, it encourages you. It just enriches your experience to go back and and actually watch the older Ultra. So it's a nice gateway, I feel. A little bit more than Orb would be. Because um, Jeed's back the movies that explain who Belial and Zero is and why there's such a big like villain hero conflict between them is integral to that to that series without taking away from it if you didn't watch it but it makes you curious it only enriches your experience if you do go back and watch those older shows and see how that fits and why Belial reacts the way he does Mm-hmm. With various forms that Jeeves takes place, which I think is really fun. Yeah. And that's I almost always, of the three Ultras that I tend to recommend to folks, Jeeves is the one I recommend the most, for, especially for new folks. Jeeves is so good. Um, Jeeves is really good. I really liked it. Um, at least for metal heroes, I tend to just say Gavon because it's 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 one of those things when people think metal heroes, it's like, this is the definition. Gavon. This is the web. This is the Merriam-Webster definition of what the hell metal heroes. It's Gavon. <laughs> The sword turns into a laser. It's a yeah, it's a lightsaber. But he's wearing metal armor. It's it's yeah. He's sparkly. Like it's amazing, and it's still very class. Anybody who's into that classic seventies aesthetic, which I older fans tend to be into, Mm -hmm. um, it's that. It's Gavon. And on the flip side of that, if you want super classy seventies formulaic Japanese cheesy shows, you just want that the the cheesiest. 70s superhero show you can get your hands on it's kaiketsu zubat 100 oh yeah 100 mm-hmm. especially for new folks it's like hey i'm accepting that this is a weird 70s japanese thing i want to see weird japanese thing that isn't spider-man it's mm-hmm. zubat i'm 100 always recommending zubat because it just doesn't change from beginning to end zubat episodes do not change mm. and i love it and it was wrong for Tokunet to start doing a episode-by-episode watch-along. We made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it was so formulaic and boring. We're like, why did we decide to do this? We were so excited from episode 1 through 10. And then we're like, this just repeats itself. What else can we talk about? I, why did we do this? Because <laughs> we watched, like, we got tired after episode 10. And then we're like, okay, we're skipping. And then we did one final episode. We watched, like, the last episode. And we're like, so nothing changed. Just no. it's still the same thing. Okay, we made a mistake. <laughs> but so that also helps. Like, a, uh, it's one of those anything you can say also that has like a funny story in your heart when you rec- recommend to somebody new because then they'll think of you mm. and the funny thing mm-hmm. and make again. You're adding to that positive experience because now I can't get Zubat out of my head. I recommend it to everyone because I was so annoyed having to podcast it every other week <laughs> when it was just the exact same thing <laughs> i'm not podcasting right about it i'm like i I'm, i have no inspiration <laughs> this frustrated me but that's why i love it um i guess i'll just oh wait did you have a comment did i miss the comment right one? did you say one for that or well you commented of trash can witch so <laughs> oh sorry my bad i i could not do it it's kind of amazing I might have to commission you for like a full. I'll, I'll oh, give you one of those Power Rangers blank comic covers that I'll just, you can just draw that exact thing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this is all from memory. So. 
so I'm gonna I'll take credit for it. It's probably as good as it's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Okay, I'm gonna tweet that later. <laughs> Thanks. Yes, please. Oh, what can I say? That's perfect. When, once this episode goes out, definitely tweet that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the cover art. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess just for a quick, um, my take on the recommends, um, I'm going to go with Kabuto as my first one just because it was so, like, so wild and trolly and, and, and weird and handsome. <laughs> uh, and then... So yeah, Kabuto for my writer recommendation. Build if you want to be serious. Mm-hmm. Um, want something a little more serious. Um, Get real kid. I really enjoyed what I've been seeing of Die Ranger. I'm still working on it. Oh, Die Ranger, so, um, so I'm gonna good. stick with that one. Yeah. Or you know what? Um, I have a fondness for Jetman, even though we've only seen the first two, and I'd, I would like to go back to that. So I'm gonna put those in mm. just because uh, there's a seriousness to it that I'm enjoying. Uh, that I was enjoying. Um, commitment to the camp, I guess. Um, <laughs> if we if we recall the the eyeballs and the tea and and just the the alien invasion in episode one, like oh wonderful. Um, and then for Ultraman, um, I'm gonna go with G just because it's just the one I've seen the most of, and what I've seen I've really liked. Um, also, Leto is precious. Yes. And I must be protected by him, not the other way around. Ultra dads. Ultra dads are good. Give me more ultra, yeah, ultra dads, dads, you cowards. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to... I like that... Uh, yeah. Uh, good dads and bad dads. Yes. And tokus. <laughs> Toku dads is, is something else. <laughs> <laughs> I like space dads. They're my favorite kind of tokusatsu genre. <laughs> oh, boy. I bet you're really loving build right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very upsetting. Yeah. A bit, uh, but yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think that was, this is a really this is really fun. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we finally were able to get things together and, and and do it. And I, this is just like a pure reaction to the frustrations of scheduling yeah. a technical issue. Oh, yeah. That's why <laughs> yeah. I could mm-hmm. not stop talking. Mm-hmm. We were taking advantage of the time that we had. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we'll never know if it won't happen again. <laughs> this was a miracle. Live um, your life, guys. Fullest. See you next. See you. We'll do this again in a year. Record every pod year, like it's because your it'll last. take us a year to. Oh jeez. Oh, oh boy. Jeez. Oh, Go. But Paula, thanks so much for coming on. It was really great to have you. And oh, thanks uh, definitely for inviting me. Thank you for making, you know, what apparently were. Uh, wild decisions late at night to found important things <laughs> in the community and for just being a cool I did person. it for my friends. You did it. You did it for all of us in the end. And I, all of us. The real Tokunet was the friends we made along the way, I think. <laughs> and good night. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for being on, for doing what you do, and for sharing your knowledge with us. It was great. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I would say any time. We had too many issues, so like it was great having you, but I don't know if I can say we'll have you back any time because <laughs> I just... <laughs> Hey, if it's by request, it's by request. Let me know. We put all this work setting it up. We have to do it at least one more time. I know. (laughs) I am now a Windows 10 privacy expert because (laughs) of this. Super appreciate it. Thanks for thanks for sticking it with us. Uh, And we'll maybe we'll come back again. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for tuning in to the Super Senpai Podcast. We'll notice you again next time. Super Super Senpai Senpai Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Oh! <laughs>